Um, Matt, final weekend of the Quick Fit British Touring Car Championship for 2020. Um, I always think that there's so much to talk about on a day like this, so I thought, well, where should we start? Um, we've just had a qualifying, uh, not qualifying session, a free practice session that's combined one and two. Let's start there, because I wondered if you saw anything in that that gave us an idea of maybe what would happen in qualifying later on today. Well, what's interesting is that all the main championship contenders are up there. Yep. Um, and particularly interesting is the fact that Ash Sutton's been very fast very early on. He's in the top four easily. He's had some meetings this year where he struggled coming into the meetings and had to get work on the car setup. But he looks like he's got it bang on. Bang on, on the money, yeah. Um, from the get-go, which is great. When, as you say, both three practices combined into one. They've got to be on. They've got to be on the pace to start with because there's no time to sort of tweak the car really. So that's an encouraging sign. Um, but the, the front-wheel drive cars are up there too. I guess the greasy conditions that we've had might have played to their strength. things out of it, yeah. It's just going to be very hard. And Colin Turkett is about to walk past us, so I better, yeah. uh, I better say something good about him, hadn't I? Yeah, exactly. Well, we'll talk about the one, two, three, four, five because there are, what, five drivers in with a shout as we go into this final weekend. Um, where shall we start? Rory. Rory's had a, a great season. This new car, the new Ford Focus and everything, I know he's not really going to win the title if we're realistic, but he seems to be happy enough with how this season has gone. Yeah, and when you consider the steps that that team has made with what is a completely brand new car, yeah. I think they were one of the few squads that was relieved that we had a lockdown at the start of the year because it was the paint was drying on it if it had been the opening round at Brands, but they had time to sort it out. Um, you know, the car did all of its development here at Brands. A lot of the pre-season running was done here, so it knows Brands actually indie very well, as does Rory. Uh, you know, and speaking to him ahead of the weekend, his plan is just to go out, do his normal job, win as many races as he can, and what will be will be. His attitude is that maybe I can nick a top three in the championship or something like that, and he'll walk away happy from that with a winning season. Had a big shunt at Silverstone, bad luck at Crofts, kind of knocks him out of the picture a little bit, but he's desperate to sign off with a flourish. Yeah, Tom Ingram, P4 as it stands. Um, he's had some bad luck, I and mean, if we look back at Snetterton, he could have been closer, couldn't he? But I think, you know, he still feels he's in with the shout, but there's a lot of other elements have got to go his way in those three races tomorrow yeah he's another one that's he's not really focusing on those in front he just needs to do his job yeah and if he can do his job as well as he knows he can then again the, the btcc gods will will either we'll grant him the title not. or yeah. not you know you feel sorry for him because he came close to winning the title before and lost out just at the death to colin so he, he's, he knows what the pressure's like of a final stay and that's going to work in his favor and i also think we'll come on to dan camish in a minute but i also think brown's indie this is a circuit that's going to favour the front-wheel drive cars, so Rory, Tom and, and Dan Camish, who will come on to, I think they've got a very good chance. Yeah, they certainly have as well. Let's talk about Dan then. P3, he seems to be very relaxed, calm. We know what happened to him this time, pretty well, this time last year. You know what I'm saying with regards to that. Um, yeah, there's something about Dan that says to me that he's not out of it. He's definitely in with a shout. Yeah, he, he definitely is in with a shout, and... You also have to factor in whenever you uh, talk about Danny, he's got Matt Neal on his, as his exactly. sort of tail gunner, the second Honda, which is going to help him. Dan, you, you almost think he deserves a title after what happened to him last year, losing out with, what was it, 12 corners to go when he, he would have been the champion. It's only his third season in the BTC, but he, again, he knows what the championship finals day pressure is all about. And, and you can see if the weather is tomorrow a little bit greasy, then that's going to favour the front-wheel drive car, it's going to favour Dan, the circuit's going to favour Dan. It, 
I haven't seen the odds, but I would be tempted to have a yeah, punt on him if I was going to go you anywhere. You are a bit of a betting man, and I'm, I'm sure that you would have a fiver or That's something like on, uh, on Dandy. It'd be good price, I reckon, as well. Um, Ash, talking about the weather, he's going to love stuff like that. He will have enjoyed that session, as you say. That was a good session for him. My big thing when I spoke to Ash before we came here this weekend was it's just great to see him back battling for a championship. We've missed that since he's won it. Yeah, exactly. He spent a, a couple of years with the Subaru when it wasn't performing at, no. uh, at its best. Um, a wet weather maestro, captain car controller, you know, he knows what he, he wants from his car. As we've mentioned, he's quick in FP1 or the free practice session. That's going to be good. It's all about qualifying for Ash. He's going to have to be somewhere in and around where Colin Turkington is and then he can control what happens in the races it's, it's in his hands very much um, one thing about Ash is that I've done some he can be rash Ash can be rash and he can crash I thought, and he can crash and he knows yes. that yeah. and I did say to him you know do you change the way that you drive but he's not going to um, never won't change his spots he, overnight will he, it he's kind of flat out all the way isn't yeah. he I spoke to him earlier in the year did an interview with him for Motoring, Motorsport News and he I still think there's a little bit of him that feels he needs to justify his place in the BCC. He still feels like one title could be a one-off, but he wants to prove to everybody that it's not. Um, so, so he's got a lot of hunger. He's very driven. Um, just got to keep his nose clean tomorrow, and that's going to be the key thing. He said to me as well that he wants to win more races than someone like Jason Plato. He was comparing himself to a Nick Hamilton in F1. Yeah. Um, Do you mean Lewis? Sorry, Lewis Hamilton, that's the one. Yeah, because yeah. we've got Nick here uh, in the British Touring Cars. Yeah, to Lewis Hamilton, you know, and wants to win, you know, more races than anybody. So, you know, let's expect to see Ash fingers crossed around for many years to come. I, I don't have the stats to hand, but the amount of wins he's already had uh, is absolutely stunning. He's he's ripping his way up through the record books. It's not going to be long, you know, before he's established himself as in the top ten of all-time winners. And he's young. You know, He's so plenty of time on his side. Plenty of time, yeah, plenty of time. What do we say about Colin Turkington? P1 at the moment. He's where he, you know, we would expect him to be, I suppose, coming into this weekend. He had a sterling, incredible time at Snetterton that put him back into into that pole position. You'd have to say again, with a man that's achieved what he has achieved, those four titles. You know, it's going to take a lot for him not to come away with that, uh, you know, that incredible record-breaking fifth title at the end of this weekend, Matt. Something's going to have to happen for Colin not to win because, as we've just mentioned about other drivers, he, he is in the pound seat. He, he can work out during the race what he needs to do, what he doesn't need to do, whether he needs to go on the attack or where he doesn't because he's got an advantage to protect, which he said, you know, that, that's always the place you want to be. You want to be the, the, hunt, the hunted rather than the hunter. You want, you want to have the points in the bank. It's got full weight going into race one. Um, that might play a Did part. Did we see anything in that free practice session that maybe they're really seeing that weight play its part and again in these conditions? I'm not know, sure because, as because Ash Sutton was quick and he's only six yeah. kilos less than Colin. Yeah. Um, and West Surrey do generally tend to use these free practice sessions very, very well yeah. for, for set-up and, and get running through sort of tyre cycles, brake cycles. So the fact he's not on the ultimate pace isn't a worry just yet. It's all part of the way that Colin knows how to build towards the championship. It's going to all be about tomorrow. Yeah, he won't want to be too far back down that qualifying grid, though, will he? You, the more you get sucked into that middle pack, the more that you feel things could happen. So I'm sure Colin will uh, be very much aware of that. Um, let's move on again. The three races tomorrow, we're back again at the end of a season where this championship always takes us down to the wire. Whatever has happened this year, 
in this crazy world and the fact that this championship has happened the racing has been spectacular once again it's so super just to see us you know waiting for those final three races tomorrow before we know who's actually going to take the title it's just such a shame that the fans aren't here because yeah. it really does make the atmosphere on finals day but you know they're going to be uh, in their, their armchairs at home and, and they're in for a belter because it's a compact circuit it's a short circuit there's likely to be dodgy weather the field's going to stay close it's all to play for and, and as you know very well Mike having been around for a while it never runs smooth on, on no, finals day no. there's always a sting in the tail somewhere we love it don't we, we same whether we watch do. it in the media room which we're fortunate to do but like you say great coverage from ITV4 this weekend as a final question before I do let you go what have we learned this year do you think the championship what has it learned this year the way that maybe a few things have been tweaked around the way that it's been compacted in what do you pleased about what maybe the championship can take forward into a more normal year do you think Matt the one thing I loved most of all was the, the 10 minute shootout for qualifying at you, you liked that I absolutely you? loved it because okay. because of the length of Sneston it effectively gave the drivers a one shot hit at, at getting a lap time really put the pressure on um, with no traffic because there's only 10 cars on the grid I think, and that's something I think they, they could try to look at in the future because it's not an extra expense for the teams it's not, it's not hard work to do um, and it really does provide something extra and exciting. So I hope we take that forward with us. Excellent stuff. Exciting in qualifying it was at Snetterton and exciting, I'm sure, those three races tomorrow and then qualifying here this afternoon, which is going to be fantastic. Matt, always a pleasure. This could be our last chat of 2020, couldn't it? I hope not. Well, I hope not. Maybe we'll chat tomorrow. Anyway, thanks ever so much. Cheers, right. Matt. Thanks, Thank Mike. You. Cheers. Cheers.